0: Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I am your teacher and host, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you joined me today. I'm going to continue talking uh, about my latest book that is called Discovering the Real Jesus. And for the last two episodes, I've been talking about uh, chapter three, uh, which is entitled Five Modern Deceptions About Jesus, and uh, in the first episode in this series, I talked about the. Um, uh, I know I talked about the uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, and their distortion of Jesus. That Jesus is not fully God. He is not God incarnate. In fact, they believe that before Jesus's birth, he was Michael the Archangel. So this is totally contrary. To what the, the the New Testament teaches, to what Jesus Himself taught, and then I talked about the New Age Jesus of uh, Oprah Winfrey, which is a a uh, spiritual, mystical Jesus that has no physical or historical existence. It's just something that we discover on the inside in our feelings and so on. Uh, the, the, these are false Jesuses. They will they they can never help anyone. They can never transform lives. Today I want to talk about the malleable Jesus of liberal Christianity. The malleable Jesus of liberal liberal Christianity. Now the word uh, malleable, uh, when it's used in terms of some material, something that is malleable can be shaped into many different forms. It can be twisted and shaped. For example, clay. Is malleable. You can take clay and you can shape it into all kinds of different forms. And, and the malleable Jesus of liberal Christianity is like that. Uh, you will find Jesus being claimed and identified with all sorts of uh, social and moral issues that are actually totally contrary to Scripture. That's the malleable Jesus of liberal christianity now liberal christianity uh i think we could probably trace it modern liberal christianity back to the 1700s uh this is really when it began to gain traction and uh and with the enlightenment now the enlightenment was a philosophical movement where uh, there was a a rejection of the bible as a source Of of authority as a guide as as an authoritative guide for life and for for beliefs and for morality and uh, along with this there came with this impacted Christianity so liberal theologians they began to question the New Testament itself and whereas for 1600 years uh, the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, Acts, Paul's epistles, these had been accepted as being authentic and legitimate, and uh, and who they claimed to be written by eyewitnesses of Jesus who was there. Well, these liberal theologians in the 1700s, they began to question this and to make claims, well, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they really weren't written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were written by people in the second and third century who had no firsthand knowledge of Jesus, and these were people who were just, they adopted these names to give credibility to their writings and uh, uh, and And they added all kinds of myths and legends to their stories. The myths and legends, of course, are the miracles that Jesus performed, uh, his claims to deity, his claims to being God, forgiving sins, uh, his resurrection from the dead. Uh, You know, they claimed, well, these, these people in the second and third centuries, they just injected these stories into the original story of Jesus. So... So what we have when we read the Gospels, we're reading something that is just full of myths and legends, and they called it the Christ of faith. It's not the Jesus of history. So right here, now this is very important. These liberal theologians, they made a division. They created a dichotomy between the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. And what they, they claimed was, well, what we read in the Gospels, for the most part, when you read about the miracles, and you read about people being healed and raised from the dead, and you read about Jesus' resurrection, well, that's not the real Jesus of history that's the Christ of faith. That's expressions of people's faith two and three hundred years later. Those are not really historical accounts. And so they created this division between the Christ of faith and the Jesus of history. And theologians like Rudolf Bultmann in the 1900s, he claimed that there's very little that we can know about the Jesus of history because most of what we read in the Gospels are expressions of the Christ of faith written by people two and three hundred years after the events. And so, to to let you know how this is filtered down into the the culture, Bill O'Reilly, who used to be a uh, had a program on Fox News, was actually the most popular program in in uh, in, in in cable and cable news cable networks. Now he he departed from them. He still has his own program and is very popular. But uh, a few years ago, he had a book called "Killing Jesus." He's he and somebody else have written a whole series of books, "Killing Lincoln." You know, uh, I guess you know, killing different ones of people who have died. So he had this book called Killing Jesus. I never read it, but I heard him talking about it. And here's where I realized that he had accepted this false dichotomy between the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. Bill O'Reilly said that the book does not talk about the miracles, he says, because it's not about faith, it's about history. Immediately, I knew he has naively accepted this false division, this false dichotomy between the Christ of faith and the Jesus of history. Now, this is what you've probably heard about this, the Jesus Seminar, because our liberal networks and news medias, they love to promote and tell about uh, decisions that the Jesus Seminar have come up with. Now, the Jesus Seminar is a group of liberal scholars. Some of them are atheists. Now, these are biblical scholars, and some of them are atheists. And they have decided that only 20% of the sayings of Jesus in the Gospels are really from him. They, of course, leave out the miracles, and uh, the the accounts of, you know, the resurrection, uh, the accounts of Jesus claiming to be God and forgiving sins, they leave all of those out, and they relegate those to the Christ of faith. And they say, oh, those are not real historical events that really happened. That's people, later generations, expressing their faith and their hopes and, and their imaginations and so on. No, no. Uh, jesus seminar and liberal christians you are the one with overactive imaginations now this is of course this is a modern and novel theory and it's actually based in skepticism and an anti-supernatural bias these people have approached the bible from a perspective of unbelief well we don't believe in miracles we never seen one so miracles don't happen so when they read about miracles in the bible oh those can't be true i've never seen a miracle so miracles don't happen so somebody must have made this up well this is neither good science or scholarship dr norman geisler uh who recently passed on who was a very astute biblical scholar and historian he, he, he made this point. He said these theories are groundless, groundless. They have no basis. He says because they are based on an anti-supernatural bias, which, it, which they impose, superimpose on the biblical record. They impose their own biases. They impose their own beliefs on the biblical record. My friends, that is no way to read the Bible. Approach the Bible and believe that it, it it says what it means, and it means what it says. Don't impose our own prejudices and biases on the Bible. Allow the Bible to confront us. Allow Jesus to confront us. Don't try to create a Jesus in our image. Allow Jesus to confront us with who he really is. That's why I call my newest book, Discovering the Real Jesus. It should be available this week. Look for it on Amazon and our website at eddiehyatt.com. And so with, with no, with no moorings of faith in scripture, the liberal Jesus can be just shaped into just about anything. You know, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, they tried to use Jesus as their advocate. Black Lives Matter tries to use Jesus as their advocate. And, uh, or Also, I don't know the Black Lives Matter so much, but uh, what was called um, uh, the, the uh, I'm trying to think of liberation theology, theology black liberation theology, um, and liberation theology, which is Marxist. Uh, you know they have used Jesus to push these Marxist revolutions especially down in Central and South America um, I, I, rem- I I remember um, you know probably the most popular Jesus that has come out of liberal Christianity is the nice Jesus <laughs> that we hear about so much I remember uh, listening to a discussion on Fox News about same-sex marriage and you uh, One of the the people who was being interviewed said she was a Christian and so on. But I remember how she emphasized that Jesus would never condemn or judge anyone. And she kept saying over and over, he was all about love. Well, see what had happened, she had taken this malleable Jesus of liberal theology, of liberal Christianity, and like a clump of clay, this malleable Jesus of liberal theology can be taken and shaped into anything you want him to be. But the problem is, it is not the Jesus of the Gospels. It is not the Jesus of the New Testament. It is not the Jesus oh my goodness yes who, who ministered with great compassion but who also confronted sin and confronted pride and arrogance oh if we want to really know god we've got to take jesus as he really is by the way when i when i when i heard this person talking about this about this nice jesus who never judges or condemns anyone i you know i thought about how the money changers and the, uh, the seller of, uh, you know, of lambs and, and sacrificial animals at the temple who were ripping people off with exorbitant prices and uh, that how they would not have described Jesus as nice because he walked into their midst with a whip in his hand, a somber look on his face, his eyes blazing, he began to tip over their table, scattering their wares, scattering their coins and shouting at them, "Take these things out of here. You have turned my father's house into a den of thieves." Well, no, they wouldn't have described him as nice. The religious leaders wouldn't describe him as nice. When he called them hypocrites, called them snakes and said, "How will you escape the damnation of hell?" <laughs> Oh, yes, Jesus is, is, Jesus, yes, a person of great compassion. But you cannot define Jesus by the word nice. No, he was continually offending people. He was continually challenging and rebuking people. And we need to allow the real, we need to discover the real Jesus and allow him to confront us with the eternal truths of god's word because that's who he is he came to reveal god to us and if you want to know god you've got to come to know the real jesus i'm eddie hyatt this is the eddie Hyatt podcast uh look for my new book discovering the real jesus um Within the next day or two, it should be available on Amazon and our website at eddieheit.com. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless.